What would you do if someone was abusing your little sister? We would like to think that we'd be the brave ones, that we'd rescue her. Hi, this is Michelle Rickett bringing you From Bondage to Freedom, the podcast that shares the realities and redemption in the true stories of the crimes of human trafficking and other abuses. This episode will celebrate the brave ones who helped me and others escape our abusers. Nima laid quietly next to her little sister, Jen. Not their real names, of course. She was listening for her father to begin snoring. The girls had learned to keep quiet, as quiet as can be. I remember doing that, too from my earliest memories, hiding out until my dad quieted down. Until he was deeply asleep, I couldn't think of anything else. And if his sleep was disrupted, I knew he would wake me up. If I threatened to tell someone about his abuses, he would tell me that this was normal behavior. He would then show me a gun. I don't want to live anyway, so... I could just shoot you and then myself. I don't really even care. So do you still want to go out and tell someone? Just imagine living with your abuser day in and day out as a child, realizing that the abuse is getting worse, that it's more perverse, that it's more painful and more wicked as time goes on, worse that you are not the only victim. I met Nima in a She Is Safe-sponsored restoration home where she shared her journey with us. She was about five years old, she said, when her mother died and a new woman came to live with them. Her stepmother hated the two little girls and brutally beat them, often telling them that she couldn't wait to get rid of them. And her dad began sexually abusing her from her earliest memories, Nima said, telling her that she was worthless otherwise. When Nima realized that her dad had begun sexually abusing her little sister, Jen, that awakened an anger in her heart that hadn't been there before, and she devised a plan. I decided to rescue us, she said. So she put a few things in a little bag, waited for everyone to fall asleep, And when her dad's breathing turned to snoring, Nima whispered to Jen, We have to run away, quiet now, and very fast. The girls ran into the dark forest behind their shack. We ran as far as we could, and when we got too tired, we walked and walked. And near morning time, we saw a miracle. There was a big tree that was hollow inside. So we cleaned it out, and we thought, We could live in this tree. We were little and unrealistic, but I knew that we could just be happy to feel safe and somehow I'd get food for us. So I left my little sister in the morning and followed the sounds I had heard along the path. I found a boy herding goats and begged him for a little milk for my sister. He reluctantly gave me an old cup filled with milk. I took a tiny sip and took the rest to my sister. After that, I learned how to steal food for us. 
Then one morning, a group of men came by, and they saw us in the tree, and my sister's legs were swollen, being bitten by all kinds of insects, and and one of them just grabbed her and took her, and I begged to go too, but he said that I would just be a burden around his neck. That was the last that Nima saw of her sister. She takes comfort, though, she said, knowing that even though she was a child, she had the courage to rescue Jen. Nima then begged and rented herself out just to stay alive as a street kid. She was passed from one exploiter to another and eventually worked in a brothel. When she became pregnant, the madam threw her out, and she landed in jail for stealing, of course, uh, just to survive. One of our co-workers was contacted by an officer and she brought Nima to the restoration home. I met Nima shortly after she had given birth to a baby girl, and she had put her up for adoption, she said, to rescue this child from the same thing that she had suffered, a certain fate in brothel life. Just as Jen had a child rescuer, I had a child rescuer too. When I was in high school, I stayed overnight with a friend. She was curious that I didn't have a mother and commented that it might be nice to not have a mother around to tell you what to do all the time. I told her, well, it wasn't so good at my house. My dad and I did not get along. And I was unprepared for the question that she asked. What does he do to you? I just fell apart. And I told her just a few of the, the lightest things I could. I knew she couldn't bear the full truth. But her response was perfect. He cannot do that to you, she said. That is illegal. We've got to get you out of there. And I thought, well, you don't know, Daddy. He can shoot you. He can shoot me. And then he said he'd shoot himself. But, you know, she couldn't keep that secret she told her mother, who then called the guidance counselor at school. And the next day, the Department of Family and Children's Services took immediate action, and I was rescued in a day. Still very afraid, still very lost and confused, but my day of freedom came because the courage of a schoolgirl. In all the chatter about what strategy is best for addressing human trafficking, ultimately, it comes down to courageous action moved by compassion in the face of terrible evil and risk. Often victims of human trafficking are frozen in fear. They don't even identify themselves as victim. They do not know the words human trafficking or what those mean. They are trauma victims who someone needs to take them by the hand and lead them out. We'd all like to think that we'd be the courageous ones. But courage is built on character that can make us able to stand up for someone, something that we care about. Check out sheissafe.org to engage your compassion to free and equip someone who is otherwise frozen in fear. You can do it today. little meditation that I love to listen to as I fall asleep 
sort of work on my own heart and mind and ask God to help me become the person that he's created me to be during this time in history to face down Goliaths that malign and use and abuse girls and women. It's just simply a heartfelt prayer to become the woman, the person who is prepared, compassionate, and willing to take steps of courage for those who cannot speak for themselves. Thank you for listening, and God bless you as you take steps of courage.